right, here we go. The Audible's back on the air. Kimbo, Camber, John, Conjemi with you. And John, what do you know? We actually got players in the building. It's awesome. We got people working out. That's right. We got a little head start on the on the rest of the league because a new coach. I think there's four teams in the league right. or something like that with new coaches. They get a jump start on the other guys with their off-season conditioning program. Miami Dolphins start April first and and got things going. And uh, nice to see uh, nice nice people. Nice to see uh, humans. X, nice humans see in X, the building. Well, nice to see humans. Nice to see X show up. Yeah, Devonte Parker back and looks like he's got a little little head of steam behind him. And Jakeem Grant all the looks guys healthy. Jakeem looks man. You know everybody. Uh, it's just nice seeing guys back in the building because all it means is that. The football season is that much closer to becoming a reality and, uh, and and a chance to see these guys play. And I'm looking forward to the mini camps. I'm looking forward to the OTAs and all the, the opportunities to see. And, John, I think we've talked about this for, before. Obviously looking forward to the players. Obviously looking forward to the draft and, and who's going to be the guys, the the rookies that you hope are going to be part of that, that are going to kind of latch themselves to that core of young guys that they've got already and, and be the, the, the yeah. transformation of this franchise into what they want it to be. Looking forward to seeing them. But but I think I'm morally, more looking forward to just seeing how Brian Flores and this staff handles their players in practice situations and in, in, in how they're going to go about their business and, and how, much, how much of it is going to be Brian Flores in his interpretation of what they did in New England or is he going to go completely different, do his own thing, I would think, and I think most people would think, especially with the number of coaches that he's brought down here with experience up there, that he would probably stay fairly close to that line. And, and why wouldn't you with the success that he's seen in, in his years up there? Yeah, I think so, Bo. You know, add add your own personality, add your yeah. own wrinkle to the success that New England's had in their offseason conditioning and their OTAs, the way they plan, the way they attack every day. You know, it's really funny catching up with Brian Flores and getting to know him a little bit better and getting some insight on what he said to the team. It's pretty cool about his thoughts are attacking every day, you know, getting better every day. What can you do for yourself? What can you do for this team to help us on a daily basis get to where we're going? And I think that's going to be the major approach of this offseason conditioning of the OTAs and whatever phase you're in, whether it's coaches on the field or like it is now, just strength and conditioning, just running through drills, yep. getting your body ready to go through the gauntlet of, of ramping it up and then settling down and then getting ready for training camp again. I think it's going to be the emphasis on a daily basis, whether it's on the whiteboard, whether it's running 20-yard uh, shuttles, whether it's it's stretching and mm-hmm. conditioning, wh- whether it's all that nutrition. Well, however you go about your business uh, on a day-to-day basis, it's getting better every day and, and building as a group of, you know, I don't know, there's 50-plus guys yeah. on the roster now, close to 60, getting that group to get better on a daily basis, John and I, and I liked you know the owners' meetings uh, went on, and then you had a chance to hear from uh, Chris Greer. You had a chance to hear from Brian Flores, and and, and I liked the message they delivered. You know, everyone's talking about this tanking and this and that. And look, I, I don't know, I don't know how many games this team's going to win this year. It's hard. To, you, you don't even know who the roster is yet. You don't. You haven't completed this whole thing, so we really don't know what's going to what what this team's going to look like on opening day. But I like the message that they delivered. Both of them, I think, were pretty stern and pretty committed to saying, look, we're going to try to win every single game, and that's the way I'm going to coach them, 
and and from uh, from a, uh, a Chris Greer standpoint, that's what his expectations are for this team to go out and play and try to win every game. Personnel certainly is going to make a, a, a difference on on how, on the success or failure right. of this season. But I, I just I just you know there there's so much outside noise around this building of the so-called experts, the newspaper guys, the radio guys, the these guys that oh they're going to tank and 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 John we we've had this conversation and, and, and we could we could we could talk about it ad nauseum <laughs> about I don't know how you how you go out to try not to win a football I know. game. Do you do but, you see this Bo? wherever you go people are asking you, yeah. me now and I'm yeah. I want to ask you. Yeah. Hey, how are you guys going to what are you going to talk about? How are yeah. you going to talk about this now with yeah. you know you're not going to be very good and you're not only going to win X games and you're not going to have that much talent and you know how are you guys going to yeah. go about talking i i get i get it at nauseum yeah, yeah. to it's the just, point where you know people just don't understand that you don't go out and play that yeah. way the tank or whatever yeah. that is you don't go out and prepare that way you know you yeah. go out to prepare yourself to win each and every time you go out yeah. and it starts now it yeah. doesn't just click on once august comes around or july at yeah. the end of you know beginning of training camp you're preparing to win in september now yeah and i think that's where uh and everybody's even you know whether you you feel like you've got a a, a a pure roster on paper, yeah. or you're still trying to figure out the puzzle pieces to get that roster to where you want it. Everybody starts kind of on a on an equal footing. Yeah. It's how you get better in the offseason with free agency and with the draft and how you build on your young nucleus, as yeah. you alluded to earlier. But I, I just get I get hit, I get inundated by fans. And friends that come up and go, how are you going to put on a, a straight face yeah. and talk about this team? And I go, well, what do you mean? It, it, we're, we're, they're trying, they're, they're, they've turned the page on trying to piecemeal right. this thing. And yeah, there's might be some struggles, yeah, definitely. No, there's no doubt. But, you know, but, I, but they're still a professional football team. Yeah. Anybody can win on every given Sunday, yeah. no matter if you got to take care of yourselves. And I think that's where Brian Flores is going to focus in on. He knows he might not have the roster he's going to have yeah. in two years, but he damn well is not going to let this team beat themselves. Right. And I, and I, and I think that's it. I, I think this year is about establishing his demands, what he expects, what he expects of his players, and how, how he expects them to carry themselves on game days. As far as you and me in those situations – to me, I'm, I don't, you know, people have said that to me, and I said, well, I'm going to do it the same way I always yeah, do it. I, yeah. I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to tell you how it is. Room, that's right. And I'm going to tell you what I think that's happened. Right. And that's what I'm going to do. And if it's good, bad, indifferent, I'm going to let, you know. And, but I know that's and, the thing. Because, John, you know, you you and I, you know, we, we come from a different mentality. And, you know, it's funny because I get people that go, geez, look at the schedule. I go, I haven't even looked at the schedule. I haven't I, either. I don't care. I know it's not out yet, but I'm talking about when the schedule does come out. Right. Because I I, I, I have forever been in that whatever. I'm only, only concerned about who we play next week. I'll worry about who we play two weeks yeah. late from now. Two weeks. So I'm not going to sit here and, oh, geez, here's the schedule. Geez, they're not, you know, that that. The W's and the L's. I don't. I don't do that. You know. No. I, you know what? I'll probably do it when I'm bored stiff somewhere yeah. in the summertime. Going. Well, you know what? Well, you they're, not, they're not going to be all that. I, I look. That good. I, I look at the schedule for one reason. What restaurants am Where I going to go, go on eat? the road? That's it. That, that's, <laughs> oh, you know what? They got a great wine list. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's that's my W's and L's are, are, are more on, we should are do more on what I'm going to eat. We yeah. should do the games, and then yeah. we should do, yeah, where, where you're going to yeah. go and what, who has a better. You, you could give me that schedule, 
when that schedule, and we'll do it on the show here. Yeah. When that schedule comes out, I'm going to give you the road games. I'm going to give you every restaurant. The bar or restaurant that you're yeah, going to be yeah. frequent. Now, maybe I'm not sure where we're going yet. I mean, I know I, I, I've looked at it before, but right. you know, there, there may be some Time place. Time year has where, to do with it, too. There may be that place where you don't go there very often. Right. You know, it's like Cincinnati or exactly. somewhere like that where you're going, oh, geez, I'm going to have to think about that a little <laughs> bit. But I do know a place in Cincinnati. So, See there? you know, so, but that, that's my, but other than that, John, as far as as far as the way I think I, I would expect myself to cover this team as if this team is expecting to win every game and this team at day one of, of, of practices, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, and I would, look, I would go to day one of the workouts on April 1st mm-hmm. starting the first time these veteran players have had a chance to be in front of their new head coach, Brian Flores, to hear what he said. I don't know what he said. I wasn't in the room. I'm not going to be in the room, but I would, I would, I would hope that the message from day one of this football team is our ultimate goal today, every day, and every year that we're here is to win the Super Bowl. Period. period. Yeah. Anything less than that is uh, is unacceptable. Right. And, and we need to improve on. It. I just think that you know I, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of this uh, mentality that's creeped into the National Football League that, you know, and I understand it's all about the process. I'm so I'm so sick of hearing about the process. What do you mean? If you, you know make the, process, the playoffs, you're you know successful. The process, process is go out and win 11 games, get yourself a home field advantage, win two games and get to the Super well, Bowl. Well, that's the easiest that's the way. That's the process. Yeah, that's, that's the easiest the process. Way. Exactly. You know, you know I, I remember, I remember, and look, you, you know, I, I used to give Jay Fiedler a hard time because I, because first of all, I came off of my career with, with Bob Greasy, and then Dan Marino, and then all of a sudden Jay Fiedler's there, and I always said, oh, "Jay to me is a good backup quarterback mm-hmm. in this league." But, mm-hmm. but and, and look, my my frame of reference was pretty high. Right, my bar was set pretty high for me being in this league and and, and watching those guys and him coming in. Um, but you know, and, and, and so so it's critical about him a lot of time. But but that's just that that's the way it is. You know, you go out and win ten games, go out and win eleven games, go to the, and then all of a sudden, then you you have your own identity. Right, and, and I'm not picking on Jay because I think Jay was, I think from you know from from. Post Danny, Jay's probably the best quarterback that that we've had uh, s- since since Danny is gone. But you know it, it's you know you, you've you've got to have those high expectations. Because, and then the problem that the one of the problems I always had with Jay Jeff Jay was that he'd be here two years. He goes, well, you know, we're still trying to you know get trying to get the feel for the playbook. Well, you know, I remember Danny coming in. I never questioned one time. I don't even know. I didn't even know if he ever looked at the playbook. <laughs> now, I'm sure he did. I'm sure, but but you know. He came into the guys like that, guys like Brett Favre, guys like Aaron Rodgers. Guys, they come up with a different mentality. Yeah, they, I got the playbook. I don't I got, I got that. I got, but it's the other stuff that's <clears throat> going to get us over the top. Right. You know. You know what I mean? And, and you know, don't 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 make you know the the the, the small stuff huge be the focus of right. your thing. Go for the big thing. Raise your expectations. Set the bar high, and, and then chase that. The entire time you're here. Right. If you can play, you can play. And it's going to be quite evident from, from day one as you're going through practices, going through workouts, and especially at the position of quarterback. I think it's imperative that your attitude reflects the team attitude. Your your tempo yeah. and your your demeanor and your your posture, your your everything you yeah, yeah. do reflects on the team because you're you've got to give everybody else a sense of confidence that we I got this yeah. handled. 
And if you're on my team, I got you handled. And you raise your level to what we're doing right now, and everybody's going to be just fine. And I think that is what you need from the position. And when you look around from your point of reference, when you have two Hall of Famers that you come from, and then the Dolphins go through, you know, a quagmire of, you know, mediocrity to, to get quite not almost good enough and and maybe not good enough. And, you know, there's a lot of organizations that have done that. And the lucky ones are the ones that had fortune like that. You know, you mentioned, you know, all those franchises that had guys that are in the Hall of Fame, you know, and then when you don't have it, you realize what you've lost at that critical position because you could be really good. And if that guy's just good enough, he gets you by. Yeah. You got chances. But if that guy at, at quarterback is really good and your your team's halfway decent, yeah. he finds a way to raise everybody else up. So that's where a lot of franchises, including this one right now, are looking to get yeah. back to. Yeah. And look, it's it, it not going to happen overnight. And there's going to be growing pains. But getting back to where we originally started, it's just, you know, at the end of every, when I walk in that room at the end of every game, I'm, I'm just going to talk about what, what I saw that afternoon. Oh, yeah. You know, and if they had a bad game, so that I think that's I think that's kind of where the difference is between, you know, you and I, and, and you know, when Sam was with us, and, and, and you know that you look at it as a game game to game basis. Now, and, and and you know, I've had people coming, geez, you know, sometimes you're pretty critical. I said, well, yeah, but I'm but but I'm critical of that game. I'm just telling you I'm what just I telling saw. You what I saw. Here's what I saw in that game. It doesn't mean next week and can't and, and, be know, better. And you don't, you don't, I don't. Try not to paint paint people with a broad brush. In other mm-hmm. words, saying, "Oh, that guy stinks." No. Or you know, hey, guy had a bad game. Guy played poorly today. What can you say? Guy, I, guy I think, did, you threw him the ball five times. He dropped three of them. He had a bad day. I think doesn't mean he's a bad player. Doesn't mean it's going to be a bad season for him. It's just on that given day, that's what I saw. Right. And then move on to the next thing. Mondays. Once Monday comes, on to the clean next slate. Game. Yes. I, I think that's one of the things from our perspective we can give the fan is because. You were out there in space trying to tackle, you know, an Earl Campbell. Right. You know, you're out there in space trying to tackle some of the best running backs the league's ever seen. And you know how difficult that can be. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you take the right technique, if you're in the right spot, if you force him to the right place or you do your job, yeah. you know that can be done. Yeah. So when we're critical of players, we're only saying it because we saw we saw it the way it should happen. You, you we, understand what it takes to, to get, get it done. there. And if right. you're not there, if you're not doing it at that right. level, then it's not going to work. Right. Well, he threw an interception. Why yeah. he threw right to the guy? He didn't. Uh, well, obviously he didn't see him. There right. was a reason why he didn't yeah. see him. Maybe the protection was bad. Maybe they busted a coverage. Maybe yeah. something went awry where he threw it right to him. Or, 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 or he was successful or, because or there's of that. There's that. Or that other. There's that other answer to it is. Well, that guy's pretty damn good too. Exactly. You know, it's, yeah. it's sometimes sometimes you, you you watch these games and it's it's very easy, and it's very easy for those that cover the game, uh, whether it's newspaper, radio, or whatever, to to and, and sometimes they, they come out with with comments about the way these teams played, and I, and I'm not talking about just down here. It's all over the all over the league that they they think that they're playing against air. The, the guys that are playing over there don't 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 matter. You know. Well, geez, that guy, you know, that guy that intercepted that ball, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be a future Hall of Famer. Right. Let's, let's give him a little credit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a funny deal. I just, but, uh, I just like, I like the job of being able to analyze things that either it may have happened to, to you or I in, right. on that field, you know, on a field, mm-hmm. being able to go, wow, I remember that. I know exactly yeah. what happened yeah. there yeah. Or, or, you know, why it worked, why it didn't yeah. work because you've kind of lived it. Yeah. Well, look, I'll give you an example. I, I remember, 
I remember, and I've seen plays where, so a guy playing for me as an outside linebacker, I've got a guy block, a tight end block, and I mean, I'm trying to stretch him out, and I got to get up field a little bit and trying to turn him in, and all of a sudden I'm riding him down the field, and my defensive end gets cut down. You know, he gets he gets chopped, right. he gets done, so he's down. Now I'm, I'm widening out. He's down he's on, on the, the ground. ground. All of a sudden, that get that 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 difference they, between him and me is getting wider and what? Now I've got to kind of slide back <laughs> on my guy because because I got to now I got to cover the inside. You got gap a two way go and the outside now, yeah. gap. And you know if that guy makes a, the move, he makes that move outside, and you take that jump, and then he cuts back. Well, you know, and they go, oh geez, look how bad Bo Camper. Well, you know what? But you know, if my guy would have been up, it shouldn't have been that way. Look, I've been that guy that's been down before too. That's created a situation. So it it just and and I and I think that sometimes, I think sometimes we see that and go, oh, that's that's you know the defensive end's got to stay on his feet, right, or whatever. Whereas whereas I think I was like, oh, geez, that that outside linebacker stunk on that. Yeah, you know, yeah, different ways of seeing things. And look, not not that they're wrong because because like like go back to what you said. They haven't been there. They haven't been. They don't know what that. And you're trying to give them a perspective, you know, a total perspective of you're not trying to be overly critical, but you want to bring understanding to either that success or that failure and how it how it related to that particular play. You know, how how that linebacker should have fit differently or how that running back, you know, hesitated instead of hitting the hole and pressing to get three yards. All those little things. I'll give you a good example this year. And it was a positive example. Um when uh, when um, uh, when Kenyon Drake when you when they score the the miracle Miami yeah, the touchdown yeah. you know had had the newspaper not written anything about it everyone would be talking about Kenyon Drake and this and that what a great run what a great when in that locker room who were they talking about they were talking about Ted Larson yeah they, they, every, yeah I remember walking out here in that locker and they're going Ted 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 <laughs> yeah that's Ted. right nobody in nobody in that building nobody in that stadium. Nobody that watched Saw that Ted play Larson. was saying, wow, look at what Ted Larson did. But you go in that locker room, that's all they were talking about, right? right? Because that that was the critical block yeah. that allowed him to get and in. And he came and, from 30 yards away right. or 35 yeah. yards look, away. Look, I didn't see it because yeah. I, I was actually – I was setting up to do the post You were in the show, tunnel, yeah. But then all of a sudden you hear it and then you, I talk to someone, they go, yeah, Ted, and so then you look at the replay. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's those types of things that – <clears throat> sometimes get buried yeah. that, that, that people don't see, maybe, maybe don't report on it properly or whatever, or have a different opinion one way or another. That's positive, and there's just many negative situations that, that kind of fall under that same right. situation. Right. I, I just think it's kind of cool when you, when you can take a look at it and be, uh, and be very honest and open, but have a perspective of knowing and seeing that once before in your career, either yeah. either doing it yourself or having a teammate yeah. do it, and you're watching in that film room, you're in that meeting yeah. room, and you're getting you know the perspective of the defensive back coach or a special teams coach or a lineman, you know, an offensive line yeah. coach. Why did you you know why'd you lose leverage there? Right, and that's why they got penetration. Yeah. and you can kind of bring yourself uh, t- to to make sense of that yeah. for the fan. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So anyway, hey, I don't remind you too. We, we I've kind of been a little bit lax on this. You can find this podcast, the Audible, on Apple Music, Dolphins.com, Miami Dolphins mobile app, TuneIn Radio, also now on Spotify. We're on Spotify, Spotify. now. What nice. about that? We're on nice. Spotify. Episodes- you think Joe's got Spotify? No. No? no? You know, Joe doesn't even answer his phone, you know. I, Joe's... You yeah. got a check for him? That's why. 
That's wrong. That's, I, know, I know that. I know, I know how to get Joe to answer his phone. <laughs> but, I, I, but I can't do it every time. <laughs> I get a 20. That's all I yeah. got, Joe. Episodes are dropping every week on either Thursday or Friday morning. Well, look, you make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when new episodes are available. You know, I, since we've been doing this podcast, John, I've started to listen to some Others, other podcasts. Yeah. I listen to Joe Rogan podcast, mm-hmm. Adam Carolla, guys like that. And so now I've got those little alerts when they pop up. So you can get those same alerts if you if you kind of uh, if you get in and subscribe to the podcast, uh, you get those alerts so you'll uh, you'll catch all of our stuff. The other thing I want to talk about, uh, uh, you know, we we talked about this past. It's been I don't think it's no surprise that Robert Quinn wasn't really in the plans of this football team. Uh, they traded him to the Dallas Cowboys um, uh, for a two, uh, for a, uh, a 2026 round draft pick. Really kind of putting the Dolphins in a pretty good situation draft wise for 2020, which is. You know, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking, you know, it's kind of forget this year. It's on to next year. But so next, so they've already got a, they're probably going to get a, a, a third round pick out of a, a, a compensation right. pick out of Juwan James. Uh, probably a fourth. They got a fourth round pick from Ryan. Uh, Cam Wake's uh, comp pick probably going to be around the fifth round. Uh, Robert Quinn, you got a sixth rounder. Yeah. And then a seventh rounder, you got one from Kansas City. So, uh, you know, there, there's a number of picks that are, that are, that are coming along there along with what they're going to do this year. And, and I think this year we'll see what they get uh, draft-wise and, and how many picks. But uh, look who popped in. Raekwon McMillan. Hey, Raekwon, what you We're doing? We're getting closer to football. Yeah, yeah, getting closer to football, huh? <laughs> yeah, you got your gear on now. Yeah. You're out there running around. And how's it been so far? Uh, we're just get out there getting a little sweat in, man, yeah. getting used to the Florida heat and uh, getting used to the guys we're around now. You uh, you you've had a couple couple months off now, and uh, and now it's it's now it's it's. You hit the ground running, and now it's it's now until the season ends. As far as you guys can get a little break there at the end of uh, June or July in there a little bit. But uh, let me let me ask you this: you you, you had a chance uh, on 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 Monday, April first, when you went in to sit in front of uh, your new head coach Brian Flores. What was the type of message that that he delivered to you guys? You know, uh, Coach Flo, he he came in and. Uh... Gave us this speech about. You already call him Coach Flo. Yeah, you already I, got a nickname. Yeah, I gave him. Okay. I gave him a little nickname. <laughs> you must. What have you been buddying up to him a little bit or something? Nah, we just uh, we just getting cool like that. Yeah, all but, right. Uh, but yeah, he came in and just implemented the things that he would tolerate and things that he wouldn't tolerate yeah. as a head coach. Uh, wasn't being, being he wasn't real pushy, real yeah. shovey with it. Just told me his expectations for this team and uh, his staff and uh, how they're going to coach things and how everything was going to go. And do you, do you 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 feel comfortable? Do you like? What he presented to you guys and what he expects out of you guys, and 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 what he wants to do as far as getting you guys to be the the type of football team that I think everyone in this organization wants you guys to turn out to be. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people in this organization want. They want to see a straightforward guy, you know, come up and uh, demand excellence and uh, come up and uh, expect great things from his teams and yeah. get out there on the field on Sundays. How did it feel seeing some uh, friends, some familiar faces uh, around, run, running around, working out in the weight room, being around the guys again? I guess that's a, a good feeling, a, a good spot to be for a football player, isn't it? Yeah, you know, some some of the guys, we work out during the off-season together. You know, I see a lot of the guys, we live around here, so uh, right. we see each other during the off-season. But it's great being around the whole team and uh, getting a feel for how this team is going to feel each other out and it's going to be during the season. Talking about, you know, your new head coach, you have a new defensive coordinator as well as Patrick Graham, a new linebacker coach uh, in Rob Leonard. Getting to know those guys, I know it's only been a couple days. What's your initial in-person, in you know, your your initial feedback uh, getting the getting, uh, flexibility stuff on defense, you know, playing different positions, uh, going through, you know, what's expected of you as, as a player. 
Yeah, I mean, Coach Coach Graham is a real energetic guy. He came in and uh, basically did the same thing Coach Flo did and gave us his expectations as, as us as a defense. And uh, you can tell he's real loose as a coach. Yeah. You know, he wants his players to go out there and play fast and play energetic and uh, be confident in what you're doing. And then Coach Leonard is like the guy right on him, very smart, smart coach. And uh, I've only had two two days with him, but uh, getting to know him, he, he seems like a real good guy. Raekwon, you, you, you lost your first year to injury. Uh, you come back last year, started every game. 105 tackles, a couple forced fumbles, uh, fumble recovery last year. Um, and, and I know this, I, I know this having spoken to you before, and I know this just talking to football players, I know you're not satisfied with what you did last year. What are you? What have you tried to do in the offseason, and what are you trying to do as this offseason progresses to, to get to the point this year where you can be the best football player that you want to be? Yeah, I mean, uh, last year, coming off the injury, I mean, it's, it, was, it was really tough. You know, yeah. I'm trying to get a feel for the game and come off the injury at the same yeah. time. But I think this offseason, I did a great job of uh, doing more rehab and uh, coming in and making sure that every muscle in my right leg was just mm -hmm. as strong as the left leg. And uh, I'm more versatile as, as a player. And I'm not just a first and second down linebacker. I can actually go out there on third downs and uh, make plays as well. What about going through your first year of, of playing every game? And understanding that hey, this isn't th this isn't college football anymore. Mm -hmm. It's a different game now. The, the lessons that you learned during those sixteen games that you played it, it, that allows you now to know what's expected of you more so than when you walked in the field in, on game one last year. Yeah, I think the knowledge I've gained throughout the season last year. You know, I started off kind of slow, but uh, as the season progressed, I kind of got a feel for how mm -hmm. the, the game speed was going, how intelligent the players were where they're going to try to attack, attack us as a defense and as a team and uh, what we can do throughout the week to enhance our knowledge from keeping it happening. Ray Cron, will you go back and look at yourself on tape to try to almost self-scout yourself? Or does that, do players go back in the offseason and kind of look at different games may have where you've had success, maybe some games where you struggled as a unit? Will you go back and kind of analyze yourself to try to improve that way? Yeah, I actually went back yesterday after watching some of the uh, Patriots film trying to pick up on the defense that we're learning. But uh, I actually watched the first game back last year and my last game back. Uh, I actually watched the Jacksonville game. Right. And, uh, it was two totally different players. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just very hesitant, very slow, uh, not really triggering my first game. But uh, my, my the game against Jacksonville, I mean, I, I felt like I played how I should have been playing right. the whole season. You know what I'm saying? You had a chance last year to to hook up with your buddy again, Jerome Baker, mm -hmm. uh, a guy you played with at Ohio State. How was it during the year playing with him? It was great seeing both of us progress as players. You know, and you're both learning yeah. along the way together, right? It was a big learning curve for both yeah. of us. You know, but I, I feel like towards the end of the season, man, we got we got things rolling for both of us, and uh, hopefully we can progress out that this season. How do you like that group with you and and, and Jerome and and Kiko and? Kiko's a little bit of a nut out there, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, what kind of hairstyle did Kiko come back with the offseason? Uh, this season. Normal? No, nah, yeah. he came back with a – Is he bald this long, year? Longer curly this oh, time. Oh, is he? Okay. <laughs> but that changes on a weekly basis. You yeah. never know what you know, – you never know week to week what, what he's going to come out with or what he's going to be wearing or whatever. But uh, yeah, 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 it's, it's a whole different story. <laughs> hey, one, one of the more unique guys – let me say – one of the more unique guys I've been around a long – but, but – I love being around him. Good guy. And, and, and as a teammate, he's got to be a pretty fun guy to play with. Oh, for sure, man. He's always out there enthusiastic, making plays, and uh, helping you as a player out there on the yeah. field, too. Yeah. One of the most intelligent guys I've ever played with. Communication-wise, uh, with, with you and Jerome and Kiko, 
uh, it seemed like as the season went on, it got a lot better because you guys, you mentioned, you know, the way you triggered from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. I think that was one of the things I noticed about the linebacking core. You guys really fed off of each other mm-hmm. and you were, you never really were out of position. You guys had, you fitted the defense pretty well. What are your expectations coming in now that you've had that year of success behind you? It's almost like second nature to you guys, even though you have to learn a new defense, you the benefit of playing together ha- has to overcome that or trump that, I would think. Yeah, I mean, because we have, uh, we play, we got experience with each other out on the field. And any guy that has experience with somebody, even though you're changing the defense, changing concepts, you can pick up on it faster and uh, you can play faster as players. Raekwon, it seems like, it, you know, at least for the last month or so, it seems like every time I look around, I'm on social media looking at stuff and I see you going somewhere. You've, you've gone to schools. You've gone to hospital. You've, you've, you've done a lot of stuff out there uh, with the community. Why is that? You know, with, with everything that you've got to do on your plate from a foot to be a foot, the best football player you want to be. Why do you take that time out to to do those types of things down here? You know, I, I don't want to be recognized as just a football player. You know, at the end of the day, you know, when it's when it's all said and done, I can't play football anymore. I would still want to be able to go out in the community. People recognize my face and uh, show that I'm showing love to the community. Mm-hmm and uh, helping out others that aren't as fortunate as me as a player in the NFL. And so uh, just want to go out there, show face, and uh, give back to the community. You're even popping up. You popped up at a flag football game, a flag football tournament, and they were kind of surprised to see you out there when you when you rolled out on the field. Yeah, I mean, I was, I've been looking for some, a, like a little rec team yeah. to go around mm-hmm. and support over these last couple of months. Yeah. I finally found a couple of teams, and uh, I think I'm going to stick with them for the next couple of years. Who was the response? Who, who you got? Yeah. Who, 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 who you, you got? Where you got? You got a team uh, in plantation. That's where I live. I mean, you know, you to, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm down there in uh, my uh, Miramar oh, helping okay, out on the okay. 7017. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. And then you've been riding the bike a little bit, not only in the training room, but maybe outside getting ready for the DCC. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to get ready for it, man, but I think uh, Mr. Ross is going to uh, have it out for me <laughs> on the 15-mile run. Oh, you're, you're, you're on the 15-mile, yeah, so I'm like, dude, I haven't worked out at all, so you've been working out, so I might – I might. Can I just kind of? Can I get a rope and just tie my bike to you to the back of your bike and just hey, let you drag me a little bit? That'd probably be the worst thing you can do. Tie them <laughs> I, don't about, I don't know about that. You don't, hey, at least you'll be leading. If Bo's leading, you might end up off the trail well, somewhere. I know this. If I ever get ahead of you, there's a good chance that I might be thrown up on the side of the road and you're passing me along the way at some point. So don't. You'll be at the anchor bar before I'm, I'm, you know it. No, I'm gonna be at the anchor of the race. <laughs> no doubt. Hey. Uh, Let's let's talk about that. DCC's coming up uh, on Saturday. Uh, it's 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 a great event. They, they've raised over uh, over twenty million dollars already to to help cancer research. And and look, you know this the the research that is being done is extending people's lives and allowing people to spend extra time with their family that maybe they wouldn't have without this research. So it's it's important. The, the money that they're raising is important. And everyone has their own story. Well, why is why is writing in the DCC something that you feel is important for you to be involved in? You know, I had my first ex- uh, couple of experiences with it over the last two years, but uh, I felt like, you know, it was it was finally my time to actually go out there and do something. Yeah. You know, my my grandfather passed away from throat cancer mm-hmm. about six seven years ago, and uh, you know, my mom she really pointed it out to me that I need to get out there and uh, go support it and make sure mm-hmm. that I build more awareness for people back home, yep. not just here in Florida, but people back home. And uh, make sure they realize that this is a big, big thing. Well, the, well, the one thing about it is, you know, you you do this for the DCC. It's at the University University of Miami Sylvester Cancer Research, and, and and it's a local, it's a it's a local based business. It's down it's down here, but the research they're doing is being spread around the country and around the world yeah. for for everybody. So it's, it's so that so even though it's a local based. Um, 
uh, event for us. Uh, I think the benefits are, are, are seen around this world and, and everybody in every country that's dealing with cancer. Because, it, I, mean, I mean, as you get older, I, I, it seems like everybody I meet has some, has some story, yeah. some <laughs> relation, some whatever. And, and so uh, I, I think everything we do here is good for not not just our community but but everybody that's that's facing this uh this disease and hopefully we can eradicate this thing here pretty soon yeah hopefully we can uh, nip this thing in the bud and uh finally uh cure cancer so let be let's kind of get off of that and what have you been doing for fun since you had you used to be when we got done it was like go out and drink beer and, and you know do all that yeah i know you guys are you guys are a little different than that you, yeah it's a week or two after the season's over you guys are back here in the in the uh in the weight room working out on your own and stuff and we were a little bit more lax than that but uh did you go you, home yeah what have you been you, doing yeah. for fun yeah uh yeah i've actually been home a couple of times but i try to like you said monday through friday i try to stick here uh train in the morning and then run condition in the afternoon do field work but uh i leave i try to leave every weekend on fridays and come back on sunday night uh just traveling traveling yeah. where i've been to california ohio new york georgia just just visiting people that i went to school with right. or some family that I have living, and just try to spend some time with them, and uh, hopefully I can get my last, my last, last final uh, vacation in June. Where's that going to? Uh, right now, I'm trying to plan to either Africa or Bali, Indonesia. Oh, wow. oh that'd be yeah. nice. That'd yeah. be cool. Take you a little extended trip. Yeah, yeah. That, that'd be awesome. You take a girl. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> you take a girl with you? Uh, we'll you see. Go what Bali. You, can't, you can't go to Bali by yourself. No, nah, you can't go by yourself. So we'll, we'll see. there with you. So yeah. You know, maybe Renzo can you. Maybe you can get one of Renzo's cast off yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Don't I'm let sure Renzo. I'm sure you, you do all right. Whatever you do. Rayquan. No, I don't need Renzo. I mean, you want to be anywhere near that. Yeah, he might not be out of the country. <laughs> hey, uh, let me ask you before we let you go. This is the last thing. Um, you know, you, you, we've all grown up looking at being, looking to play in the NFL, looking to play college football, and you happen to be lucky enough to be good enough to, to move in the NFL. Um, how do you like being an NFL football player? How do you like the experience of, of what you're going through and? All the opportunities it presents for you, kind of the, some of the heartaches, some of the difficulties, all the things. It's it's all kind of bundled into one thing. How do you like the lifestyle? You know, uh, I actually thought about this about two, three weeks ago, man. When I was, I thought about because it was getting hard at at a time when I was uh, rehabbing and stuff mm-hmm. like that, doing all that. But uh, it was a time in my life where this is all I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. This is all I ever wanted to be. So um, I can't be more blessed or more happy to be in the position I am. And uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Yeah. That's I know, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know the organization's uh, happy to have you, and you're uh, you know you, you, you do the right thing on the field, you do the right thing off, off the field, yep. and uh, so you're really a bonus for uh, for everyone down here in South Florida. Appreciate you stopping by and uh, keep working hard, man. Thank you. Appreciate you have a big it. Year? Thanks, I know Ray you're gonna. Clark. I know you're gonna be. I know it's gonna be a, a better year for you this year than last year because you know more and you know what's expected of you. And just looking forward to continue to continue and watch you grow, man. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Ray Kwan, thanks for spending time. Your credit to the organization, Always buddy. Always a pleasure, man. Good seeing Always you. Always a pleasure. Good stuff. I think he's gonna see. Uh, I can't wait to, to watch him, him in, in yeah. year quasi year two yeah. well, on look, the field know, because he the, talked about how much he's learned about you know his own craft and you know playing the position. Funny watching. Raekwon and Jerome in particular in my mind yeah. from week one to the end of the season. And, you know, we've talked about this with Minka, you know, where Minka, you watch Minka and maybe he'd get beat on something, but he never got beat again, again on it. Right. And so you go, I watch these guys and, and I remember it seemed like early in the year uh, or early in the season, 
I think both of them were kind of maybe maybe too fast. Run past the hole. Yeah, yes. You, you know, know, they're just so yeah. anxious. And, you know, the guy starts out, you know, guy looks like he's going to hit the perimeter. So, you know, am I going to get out there? And all of a sudden, he's coming he's back, coming the, other back way. the other way. But then you saw, you, saw, you saw him starting to get that patience of let me get in position where if he does go, I can get out there. But if he comes back, I'm, I'm there. I can at least get a hand on right. him, at least, you know, get a shoulder on him. And, and as the season went on, I think you just saw him. And I think you saw those three really start working, <clears throat> working well together. And so I'm looking forward to, uh, especially under this, especially under what we assume the scheme is going to be, where it's going to be kind of that morphing four three three four. More you can do, maybe yeah, more you can do, and the guy can do this. So let me get him, and you know, it's right. a lot of variety, a lot of different things, and, and a lot of taking advantage of individuals' skills that they do best and putting them in a position where they can use those skills. Well, I thought it was interesting too that you know when. Raekwon went to meet Coach Flores, and he said, "Well, who should I watch? Yep, you know who? It's Hightower. Yeah, not, not, a bad, not, not a bad, bad guy, guy to, to watch, there, right? Yeah. You know, go watch him play yeah. and watch him move around. Where we line him up, what yeah. we like to do with him." And Raekwon said, "You know what? I felt like I could do, you know, some of the things or most of the things yeah. that, that Dante Hightower yeah. was doing." So, you know, I think the that's the thing about. When you bring in a new coach and a new coaching staff and new schemes, it's not about your schemes. It's about identifying your players and what you can get them in and what they do best to fit the overall scheme. And if it doesn't fit, let's change the scheme, but let's do it to benefit the players that we have on this roster. And the more you can do, I think the versatility aspect of this defense in 2019, that's going to be the biggest difference. Guys lining up in positions maybe we hadn't seen them yeah. line up before and being asked to do different things, but only being asked to do them because they can do those yeah. things. And if you can't, you'll see you know, that 4-3 that morph into a 3-4 with yeah. different bodies out there. And, John, you, you look at this defense, and, and certainly, look, there, there's, there's, there's a need now. We're talking about Robert Quinn being right. traded you know, they're, they're, and, and Cam Wake moving on to Tennessee. Um you know, there, 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 there's, there's holes to fill out there. That defensive end position is, is paramount. That, that, that some players come in here that are going to be able to give you the type of play you're expecting. You know, um, Charles Harris, you got to step up. You got to step That's, up. It's, and, his, it's his spotlight it, it, it's, here. It's his time now. That's it's right. his time to, to prove to everybody that hey, the, 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 what they drafted for me. That's, that's what I am. And, and so, uh, so those got to happen. But, but. But I, but I think when you look at this defense, I think defensive tackle is certainly is another area of yes. need. But you got some young, good guys there that are I think are going to be really good players. You like the linebackers, especially with Raekwon and Jerome coming back in their second year, understanding. Like that the secondary safeties. with X coming back and Minka and, and, Rashad. and Rashad and TJ yeah. and those guys. And, and obviously you got to find that cornerback that's going to be opposite the guy X. opposite that side. But, John, I, I think this may be uh, one of those situations where – you know, hopefully this defense can be sound early on, and 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 give that offense a time to to grow and mature and be be what they're going to be. It may take this defense to to be the team that keeps you in and allows you to win games early, while that offense kind of gets their feet underneath them. Yeah, and, and a lot of pressure, I think, on defense coordinator Patrick Graham. Yeah. You know, a lot of pressure on head coach Brian Flores. That's his side of yep. the football. If you want to kind of go there with a head coach where he's leaning, what he's good at, what he feels like is his expertise, where he's come from to do it with. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks in my mind in terms of the line of scrimmage yes. for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And I think that if you're going to build a football team, yeah, you have to have a quarterback and you have to have those skilled players. But if you don't, 
if you're not good up front, you're never going to win yep. consistently. You're never going to be able to dominate the end of a half, the end of a game, because that's where critical flaws occur that the the fan doesn't see. But yep. all of a sudden you get a sack or get a sack. Yep. And it's because of that that line play. It's yep. because of that defensive end or tackle, you know, being able to force a quarterback into something he doesn't want to do, or that that offensive guard being able to hold his ground where you don't see it, yep. but it gives the quarterback enough time. So I think that line play is going to improve with this draft. I, yes. I think the Dolphins are going to target, you know, maybe a defensive end, yep. a defensive tackle. Obviously, you have to be able to fix the the vacancy at, at right tackle, but there's some question marks yep. up front on both sides. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And hey, it all, all starts now, as we said. They started on Monday with the with the workouts. All these workouts are voluntary. Are voluntary. You know, you can't. You know, I'm sure that you know teams have ways of going. Yeah, you know, you, you might want to be. Here. <laughs> might want to be here. Might want to be here. But, but a lot but, of old faces. You know, we have. Yeah. We talk about the youth on this team, and and you glad you have it. Yeah. But there were a lot of veterans yep. showing up no as doubt. well, which is great. So they can work out four times a week. They don't no work and no uh, no workouts on the uh, on the weekends. Um, and then they got a mandatory mini camp coming. Uh, no contact out there, although you know they're 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 going pretty good when they once once they get on the guys field are flying for o- around OTAs yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so it's a good thing in this phase that they're in right now. Two weeks limited strength and conditioning activities, uh, dead ball, no only strength and conditioning. No coaches allowed on the field. Only only coaches on the field now allowed are the conditioning guys. Dave Paloka and, and his staff out there and some of the trainers uh, getting these guys in in condition. And and I tell you what, based on, on on what I've heard on Monday when these guys came in, they did some some conditioning stuff that um, which is far different from from my right. era. You know, because you, you, once that game was over, once that last game was over, hit the road. It, it was party time. It was hit the road, and it was this and that. And let's go skiing, doing this and that. And it's one of these guys anymore now. It's like they, two they weeks, don't, maybe they don't three go, weeks. Man. They don't. They're go. back around the building, which so, is pretty good. It is. So it came back in good condition. Uh, they're gonna be only be in the field for ninety minutes a day, um, and and at the, at the facility for a couple hours, and then that's the kind of at the. The, the the team and players can can figure out what that is, but it's it's it's, it's a good opportunity now to start getting this team and, and and you know what I think it's what Raekwon is talking about a little bit and, and Brian Flores and, and the rest of the coaching staff they got to get to know each other yeah got to get to know each other and you've seen them on film you've studied these guys but but you but until you kind of get them in that room and understand their personality <clears throat> understand what kind of what what kind of makeup they have uh, th- that takes a while. For, for coaches and players to, to get that feel and and especially with as many new coaches as, as we've got on this uh, on this organization uh, it's gonna gonna take a while for them to really get a good good feel for uh, who these guys are but some guy like Raekwon he, he met the coach you <laughs> yeah. know a couple days after he was hired which is fortunate for him yeah. but I'm sure Brian Flores saw faces in that meeting on Monday yep. for the first time yep, no and he, doubt. you know getting to know these guys yep. you know what makes them tick where are they from who yep. you know where have they played who who've they who's coached them yep. before getting to know all the things about your players so that you can trigger them the best way yep. that you know how yep. as a head coach you know Brian Flores probably knows has probably seen more players than the position coaches have. Now these position coaches are saying, and, and now and they've got to because look, those are the guys that you know. That's their guys. Yeah, you know they got to get to know their guys and get. You're going to win and lose and, with the guys and, in with that the room. Guys in that room, and, and and so each one of those guys, and you know, everyone keeps asking, "What do you think? What do you think?" And I go, "You know, to be honest with you, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think till we see what's going to go on here. I don't know what to think until we go through the draft and find out, you know, who we've got coming out of that draft that can can be an impact player this year." 
I, I, I honestly believe in Joe and I kind of had this little argument. No, wouldn't argument, but I think you know. I think I believe there's a young core here, right? That, that's that's strong enough to really be the foundation of what this team wants to be next year, two years down the road, three years down the road. Where Joe, I think, is not not quite as not sold quite on as sold on on some of these young guys as I am. But I keep, you know, I keep going back and forth, and I'll do it every time. I'm gonna say it probably every time we do this 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 podcast. I'm looking at the X factor, the, the growth of Xavier. If you can get those guys, the you know, that's the path. Last year was the the you know, you, you got to see Vincent Taylor, uh, Devin Gottschall, those guys that young guys are playing. Now Charles Harris has to get on that path they have to this get on year. That path. But I think those two are on that that kind of path that to, to to be that way. I think Raekwon, Raekwon and Jerome, kind of guys that are on that path. Look at Mika from, in year from one. From the growth you saw from week one to week 16, you can see those guys, are, their, their trajectory is right. going in the right direction. Jesse Davis, a guy on the yeah. offensive line. You know? and, and the good thing is they're all smart enough not to be satisfied with what they've done. Right. They want, and they want, they, they, they crave to be that look guy. Where, look where Jakeem Grant came in yep. a year and a half, two years. I had him cut yep. two yeah, years ago. No doubt. I mean, no I, doubt. I, I, I'm trying because he's got speed. He's, yep. he's electric. He's, you get him the ball in space, and I'm just trying to find a, a roster spot. Yep. And I couldn't come up with one. Well, yep. thank goodness you know, they, they hung in there, and he hung in there. Yep. He worked hard to get to where he was last year to become yep. such an impactful player for yep. this offense. Well, well, you remember. I mean, I remember I remember watching Jakeem when he came in and it's like year two. I said, "Well, you know what? One more God, drop punt. W- one more drop punt at practice. Yeah, I'm maybe talking may about cost, preseason. May cost him his yeah. his job out well, there. It's just a, you could feel the air come out of the confidence. Yeah. you know, uh, of the team. Yeah, when you've got a guy back there, you're not really not sure, sure if of. he's going to catch it or not. And he, I tell you what, you talk about a guy that went and worked that, at that it. did his that, that you know I I, I got to get better. And I tell you what, that guy got better and better and better, and and then all of a sudden you you know, you had that one one game late in the season where oh god this guy can catch a ball out there, takes move it, him outside, and all of a sudden becomes he's a viable guy. target yeah, on yeah. as a wide receiver. Yeah. So you, I mean, you look at this team and you're going ah oh, they got no players. Well, you know, Jakeem's coming back, Albert's Albert coming Wilson's back. coming back. You know, Devontae Parker is back, right. and we'll see if Devontae can be can can reach that level of expectation that everyone has for him. You know, you got some guys out there. You you know, you still you still look at uh, you know your, your running backs. You got Kenyon's some nice back. running, but Kenyon's you got a back. Big rookie and, going into year yeah, two in yeah, Balage. In Balage, and, and so yeah, there's. There, I don't think the cupboard is as bare as people think it is, uh, but it certainly needs to be filled in between now and the time. Uh, oh, there's but, there's work to the be done, but begins. that's what this draft is all about. That's why you know. General Manager Chris Greer is stockpiling money and picks for 2020. Yeah. You know, they're, the the franchise is trying to get healthy. Yeah. The franchise is trying to be in a position where they can strike and and strike in terms of the traditional way of doing yeah. it. You know, getting you know being pretty cost effective with how you're spending your money, trying to get in position yep. to, to be able to acquire picks to strengthen that young nucleus that we just talked about, yep. the, all those guys, and being and being poised once it's there to pick the right guys that's going to fit yep. this roster. Yeah. And and they've got to, you know, they've got to manage and this is Chris Greer's this is on Chris Greer's plate, man, manage the money. You know, and don't don't get don't can't get yourself in a situation where we found ourselves in where you got so much dead money out there and paying guys that aren't, that even, aren't on you know, the roster aren't on the roster and stuff like that. So look, this it is, happens, but you, you know, it's, it's, it's like, I just, I just redid my house. I just redid part of my house, you know, and, and, and in order for, to do it, you know, you got to tear, 
Got to tear all this shit, throw all this, throw all the right. bad stuff away that I didn't need. It's been cluttering my house, and you know, let me get all this stuff off the walls and get it cleared out. And, and so you got to strip down to, to get it. And you know what? I'm I'm real. I'm, I'm happy. I'm done. I'm happy. And, and you know, it's just what I wanted. No difference with a foot. No different with a football. It's team. Exactly it's, what it's this organization stripping the foundation doing. down to to the bare bones to the you know get all that paint off the wall, get all the you know whatever you whatever you didn't like off. I'm the sure wall there were some some things you had a hard time getting rid of, or well, well, or, or or now you're happy. Yeah. But at the time, you said, yeah, "How no am I going to live without this?" Yeah, no doubt, and a lot of stuff, you know. But then that junk truck would roll up, and I just <laughs> shove all that shit in there. It in there. I said, I haven't, my, my, my deal is if I haven't used it for two years, get the hell out of my house. I don't want to see it anymore. But anyway, same thing with the same thing with the with the team here and uh, what they're doing. So it was nice to talk to Raekwon. Nice to have him. Good, good young here. kid. I, I got to tell really you, I, I spent the weekend. <clears throat> I spent the weekend over in uh, over in Naples. Um, I was over for Earl Merle's golf tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Earl, they've been doing it. It was the 16th year they've had it. His wife, Jane, puts it on and just kind of works tirelessly. And I know she's tire- it's tireless because she calls me every week. Hey, you're coming <laughs> you're over. Coming yeah, I'm over. coming over. Hey, come <laughs> on. Yeah, I'm coming over. Hey, can you do this? Yes, I can do this every week. No but, problem. You know, but I think this was the last one. I think they're, they're not going to do it anymore. And, uh, and, and you know, it, it, I've been going over there for 16 years for this thing. And it was nice this year uh, – you know, Bob Greasy was there. Larry Zonk was there. Larry Little was there. Coach Shula was going to be there, and uh, something happened the last minute. He he couldn't make it. But you know, the representation of guys that Earl played for, right. played with during that career, as well as well as some young players and guys like John Offerdahl and different guys that went over there to to, to make it work. It, it was just a really good weekend, and and I just want to you know just uh, you know. I thought about Earl a lot, and yeah. I thought about Bob Kuchenberg a lot. Yeah, two guys that were so important to that uh, that that whole um, that era, that that whole era, yeah. and, and and that and and obviously focus on the undefeated on the on the seventeen mm-hmm. and zero season with all those those guys, all the seventeen and zero guys over there. Dick Anderson was there, and uh, it was a lot of fun to see those guys. But uh, you know, I just want to I just want to applaud Jane Morrill for. Uh, for keeping Earl's memory alive Legacy, and, and, and yep. keeping uh, and doing good things for children over in the that 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 Naples Fort Myers every area and uh, it's a lot of Great guys family. that participate really Great good family. really good family and uh, and 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 good stuff with them so I, I just wanted to want to bring that I, I get you know I, I always feel like I bring up the old stuff and I feel like I'm you know digging back into the foundation. old foundation things uh, it's the but, foundation uh, of this organization but, but I you know I remember standing there looking at those guys up there and and and, and knowing that the the type of the people they were, people they are, were, and yeah, and uh, and and what made them so good with the Nick Bonacanis and all those guys, and just smart. No, no one cared about themselves. Everyone cared about the the the, the you know the, the, team. The, the, the team, not themselves. And and uh, and and they all talked about it. Larry Zonka talked about it, and you know uh, Jane wanted me to ask Earl because I was I just kind of asking guys questions and letting them. And Jane wanted me to ask Earl before this. And she goes, "Do me a favor." I mean, uh, um. She goes, ask Bob, would you no, I've never heard anyone ask Bob Greasy this question. Would you ask him, you know, did you and Earl have a conversation? Because if you remember, Bob went down, I think in week five, yes. broke his ankle. Yeah. Earl Earl steps in, goes the rest of the way, takes him all the way to the championship game. In Pittsburgh. In, 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 in Pittsburgh, and not having a really good first half. And so Coach Shula makes the change. Now, now, you know, Mercury, Mercury Morris made the uh, you know, said, Hey, look now. Remember this, you know, week, week, it was a 14 game schedule, you know, week, week 13, Bob was ready to play, but they played Earl 
Week 14, he was ready to play, but he didn't play. 15, he was ready to play. Once they got in the playoffs, didn't play. Next playoff game, did. But then when they got the championship game, after that half, he said, you know, Coach Shula could see him. You know, and, and so then he put Bob in, and Bob went in, obviously, and they ended up winning their, their first Super Bowl and finishing an undefeated season. But the, you know, the, the, the conversation about Earl and what he meant to those guys is an old guy in the league. He'd, you know, he'd been around forever. You know, and they, and he, they walked in the huddle and, and they're all looking going, he's, well, what are we going to do? What, what are we going to do here? And he says, settle down, fellas. <laughs> We're going to be just fine. Yeah. And, and he kind of brought that into him. And it was, a, you know, I know I'm going, going on and on. But so what was, was the question? A, what was the question? So that- the, the, the question, the question was, did, did, did you and Earl have when, a conversation? When Coach Shula made the decision, right. did you have a com- did you have a conversation? And and Bob says, you know what, Earl and I talked all the time. Uh, we, when when I was hurt, I was standing on the sideline, and every time Earl would come over, I would tell him what I thought, just like when I was playing, and I would come over and Earl would go, hey, this I'm you know this right. is, hey I'm seeing hey you might want to try this right. So they, they were always they were always a team. The mm-hmm. two of them were always a team, and and he said. Uh, Bob said, you know, when it happened, he said, I kind of looked at Earl, and Earl said, Earl said, you know, I'm not really happy with this, but but when you come over the sideline, I'm I'll here for anything for you. you need. Yeah. I'm here for anything you need. As long as, you know, it's, it's again, all about team, and and that's ultimately where this franchise need to get to. This franchise needs to get to be in that, where, you know, 30 years from, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, you know, you've got some of these guys sitting up there saying, man, what made you guys the type that of good. team that was as good as you were and accomplished as much as you were and have each one of them say, it's not about me, it's not about him, it's about all of us. And, well, and that's what that was a message that, that, that really resonated with me loud and clear with those guys. You know, and, and they didn't talk about players and they didn't talk, I made this play, I made that play. It was all about them, all about them. You know, and, and a lot of some of it was all about them and against Coach Shula. Oh yeah, they were to rally. You know, let's, 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 Coach wasn't there to defend tie, himself. Tie, no, no. <laughs> I uh, think that's great. But anyway, it was a lot of fun and uh, really, really enjoyed it. Enjoyed the time over there and uh, with those guys. But and we're going to wrap it up here. Um, we're going to wrap it up. It was a good time. Great having Rick. Yeah, it was awesome in here. Rick you know, it just but one of those guys that you just when you see him, he, he almost busts out because he wants to. He wants to be good. Yeah. He wants to be so good and, and, and do whatever he can. I like the guys knowing that we're you know here every week and just yeah. kind of popping in. And popping this in is and great. saying hello. Yeah, nice. I don't know who we're going to get next, but uh, hopefully we got to get Kiko on here. But you know, the problem with Kiko, that's how bitch don't He's say anything. Well, how, I remember last. You would sit here with you would sit here with the microphones off and you we talked for fifteen minutes. You couldn't minutes. shut him up and you would turn right. the microphone. And yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know now. He's got the long hair. We'll yeah, well, see. Uh, who we'll knows? See. It may not be. You know, next week you'll have a mohawk or whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for him to come out with one of those Friar Tuck haircuts. You know, oh, no. bald in the head, yeah, little curve around curve. the side there. Yeah, the exactly. Bowl. That looks good on him. Johnny's been a pleasure, hey, man. Good being back. Appreciate you guys listening to the show. Catch us. Let me remind you where you can catch us. Where's my? Where's where, that cheat sheet? I, you know, you I used to do there. it every week, and then you know, and then I kind of just said, eh. Well, you know what? The if you don't got, do it, Jeff Jeff or Logan's I know. coming coming across. I was the trying to use a glass. little stick doing it, but I, I got I got I got bored with my own. My own, with your own my shovel? Own sad attempt at, <laughs> my own sad attempt at trying to make it uh, 
make it a little a little tolerable. I but thought you went through that pretty good the first time. That's right. We you were can on find Spotify a podcast now. On, uh, that, that's a new right. one on the Apple Music, Dolphins.com, Miami Dolphins mobile app, TuneIn Radio, Spotify. We drop episodes every week, Thursday, Friday morning. Uh, you can make And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get notified so you know when the podcast comes on and you can... Uh, I'm educating myself in this podcast. It's only taking me two or three years, but I'm starting we're, to educate we're myself now. on the podcast. Good. I can't believe I got them on my phone, but I do. For John <laughs> Thanks, Kajami, Bo. I'm Kim Bocamper. We'll talk to you guys next week.